When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. And first of all, let me just say our growth has been exceptional. If you haven't yet subscribed, either if it's up there, up there, down here, wherever it is, just make sure you subscribe, sign up to our newsletters, uh, reading all of our articles. Our coverage has just blown up, and we're appreciative of that. We don't take it for granted. If you follow me on social media, and I'm on Twitter at Hondo Carpenter, at H-O-N-D-O-C-A-R-P-E-N-T-E-R, I continually love to put um, stuff on Twitter about my family because that's the most important thing in my life. Well, second most important thing in my life outside of my relationship with Christ. And I certainly enjoy my life and my job. I love it. I don't just like it. I love it. And I admit that. But yesterday... My beautiful bride thought she was going to get some time all alone with me. And so I've asked her to join me very quickly on the podcast this morning. Come here, sweetheart. Because I spent the entire day on the phone with league executives. Did. <laughs> it was not a fun day for you. It was all right. I You took me antiquing, so that was okay. It made up so, for it. <laughs> but anyways, I just wanted to thank her because I'm about to talk to you about um, we spent the day a lot on the lot on the phone talking to league executives and players too. Yeah, about you know stuff going on, and we wanted to get some evaluation of the Raiders. So again, I love you. I appreciate you. You're a wonderful gift from God to our family, and thank you for sharing date night with all of our amazing listeners. No problem. Thanks, babe. All right, so we're gonna dig in and talk about um, what I'm hearing. Um, so I reached out to some players who've uh, played the Raiders already, um, two, as a matter of fact. And then I reached out to either played the Raiders or have been um, keeping an eye on them for scouting purposes. And then I reached out to some league executives, two, to be frank, um, because I didn't really – it just kind of happened organically – and I just asked them, I said, listen, can you give me your observations of the Raiders? And I didn't expect to use this in a podcast or an article. And the first one said to me, are we off the record or is this another anonymous? And so oh, when he said that, I thought, you know what? Okay, I'll use it in an article. So we decided. So I'm not going to go through all of it. We got a ton of Raider information today that we're going to talk about with the executives. Um, but also some Raider evaluations and some stuff going on with the Raiders I want to talk to you about from the inside. So let's dig right in. And now I've got um, five pages 
from the executives. And here's the thing. I asked him, can you give me your thoughts on the Raider offense? Can you give me your thoughts on the Raider defense? And then um, the last question I asked was, the Raider Nation uh, seems to be in a full panic. What would you say to them? Now, I need you to understand, these are not just people that I know in the business. These are friends, um, friends of my wife and I. And these are people that when they give us evaluations, now you may choose not to believe it, and that's fine, because the views expressed in this podcast reflect mine. And and, and so if you choose not to accept it, I, I'm, I'm not upset. I don't care. But they're really good. They're good evaluations. And, and I want you to get just a taste. Now, you need to understand they are not puff pieces. There are some things that they are highly critical of. Um, and then there are some things that they are not critical of. But they're honest assessments of where they think. Now, understand, I am not a fan I'm a reporter. My job is to remain neutral and bring you information. When I give you opinion, I'll say this is what I think. Um, fans get the, the 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 joy of being fanatics. There's nothing wrong with that. And at all. I want to make sure that's clear. But um, I don't get that luxury. So after two games... You know, Tyree's a boss, Cleary Farrell 2.0, whatever. I'm not even going to respond to that stuff because it's not logical. A fan can have that opinion. It doesn't make them bad or wrong, but it's illogical. You know, or wanting to throw away, see, the Raiders are tanking. If the Raiders were tanking, they wouldn't have won in Denver. They're not tanking. But people are allowed to have those opinions, and I'm not going to tell you what you can or can't think. If I just think it's illogical, I'm going to just – away so i got several things i'm going to get to and we'll get to them later in the podcast of what the general managers think and not general managers executives excuse me a couple of things first of all the raiders offense since henry ruggs is not had speed and the josh mcdaniels offense is predicated on attacking that five to 25 yard bubble after the line of scrimmage and I think the Raiders have got to find a way to get speed with Trey Tucker more involved because teams are not concerned about speed. And listen, you've got some great route runners. You know, Devontae Adams is the best. Hunter Renfro is tremendous. Jacoby Myers. But I think the Raiders have got to find more ways to incorporate the speed of Trey Tucker to, to keep teams honest. Now, I want to get into players. I had one player say this to me. Uh, uh, he said, quote, I am effing pissed. We beat ourselves. Effing uh, mistakes. And he goes on. And what I have found to be fascinating this week is players would tell you privately if they put it on coaching. Uh, one player said to me, watching the film on Monday really hurt because we saw that we beat ourselves. There was some really good play calling and some schemes, and it wasn't one player. It was several different players at different times making mistakes. Very frustrating. 
I think that that's something that would surprise a lot of fans. Now, let me just say this. I thought uh, the coaches came out Monday and their thing and, and just said to the players, listen, we failed. And I know players are like, well, yeah, I mean, fans would be like, well, Gruden said that too. All coaches say it. You're right. All coaches do. But they don't all say it behind closed doors. And I, I more than one player referenced it. So I'm going to um, put that up there as an important piece of information. And then when you start hearing from players, I'm, I'm effing pissed. You know, when you put on the film and you see a mistake, uh, I'm not going to name any names that one player said to me, you know, one mistake, you see this guy make an error. Now he doesn't make it the rest of the game. But 10 plays later, this guy makes an error, and that killed the play. There was a lot of frustration among the players with themselves. And I think that speaks to what we talked about earlier in the year with consistency. Now, you didn't see that consistency in week two. After the first half, for sure you didn't. And so they took a step back there. And that's very fair and germane, and I'm going to address that in this week's question and answer article tomorrow. But um, I thought that was that was fascinating to me. Let's talk about some other stuff, and I've got all my notes here. Penalties. The Raiders, I've told you all along, I think if Jimmy stays healthy 17 games, win nine, I've seen nothing to change that opinion. But the Raiders are not good enough to beat themselves and have to beat any opponent on the schedule. Now, there is a difference between aggression penalties and stupid penalties. I have no issue with an aggression penalty. You know, a guy goes in and he has his arms on the quarterback, and the quarterback throws the ball, and, and he gets a P.I. Well, you can't stop once your arms are wrapped around a guy. But a stupid penalty is jumping off sides when you're an offensive player and you know the snap count. Now, it's just as dumb with a defensive player, but at least they don't know the snap count and maybe a guy moves and the ref doesn't see it. You know, there's nothing wrong with if you know a guy is going to beat you to get a, pay, a pass interference call because you already know he's going to beat you. So if you let him beat you, it's a touchdown. I get those. I'm not talking about those. But holding when it's not necessary you know, a block that's out of bounds. Those are stupid penalties. And the Raiders have got to make sure that stupid penalties are not what hurts them. Aggression penalties you can live with. You can't live with stupid penalties. And I think that's been very much emphasized by the coaching staff this week. Another thing I want to talk about is coverage dictation. When I went back and watched the Pittsburgh game, and I watched it live, but when I watched the Pittsburgh game, went back and watched the, the, the film, and watch the Buffalo film. One thing that sticks out to me is Buffalo is doing their best to dictate the coverage. So let me give you an example. I've talked to you about the pre-snap and the post-snap read. So Jimmy comes to the line. They show double coverage to Hunter. I saw this on multiple occasions against Buffalo, two that I remember for sure, and I think it was four. So Jimmy's read is, okay, Hunter's in double coverage. So then they bring the pressure, and one of the pressure happens to be a Hunter guy. So Hunter gets open, but Jimmy's making his quick read. That, that That's not a Jimmy mistake if he's under pressure. 
I hope you understand. I'm not making excuses. But if Jimmy sees double pressure, so he knows, okay, look at I've got Trey over here in single. Boom, the steps comes out, and he goes to Trey or whomever. But one of the blitzers now comes from Hunter's side, and you can see in the video Hunter's wide open. I get where people say you can't miss that. Hunter's wide open. But it's it's got to remember it's also the scheme. And so Buffalo did a really good job of dictating coverage. The Steelers tried to do that, but they're not as good as Buffalo. So I think that's something very key to watch this week. Yeah, the, the pressure's good. I think they're going to get plenty of pressure on Jimmy. They're going to stack the box. But I don't think their corners and some of their safeties, um, and even in one case of Buffalo with an outside linebacker, can show that as good as Pittsburgh. We're going to see, but uh, that's something that's very, very key to this game. Next, I want to talk about um, Hunter was a big part of the game plan. And I know, listen, no excuses. Hunter's got one pass thrown to him and one catch in two games. Unacceptable. But you can't just say, unacceptable, fire the coordinator. You got to go back and look and say, okay, if he was part of the game plan, and he was, and I not only know that because the coaches said it, but talking to players, because they'll tell you, yeah, he wasn't really part of the scheme. No, that, that, that wasn't that wasn't there. Okay. And so he was. So the problem is now the Raiders are going to have to be more creative. And I said this earlier in the week in a podcast. I expect them to be. And I expect the Raiders to win this game. I just don't think you can have an overreaction to one game. And they're one and one and tied for first in the AFC West. Yeah, but this, this, and this. They're weak here, they're weaker. Yeah, why do you think we said they weren't a playoff team? But again... Hunter was part of it. This is where they're going to have to be more creative. So let's go into another direction. Um, they're going to have to get more plays. They can't have short drives. They can't. I don't. I'm looking for my uh, stat sheet. And forgive me. I should have had this ready when I started the podcast. But as you know, I I work these podcasts extremely organically. And uh, sometimes the thing will pop in the head and I'll remember something somebody says. Let's look at time of possession. Okay, the Raiders had the ball 19 minutes. And uh, it's just basically 20 minutes, 19 minutes and 56 seconds. And the Bills had it 40. I mean, it was, it was two to three. I mean, two to one. And that tells you when you want to get totally angry at the defense and man, I said it, and I stand by an opinion because it's my podcast. The Raiders' defense was not as bad as they looked. Ah, we're worse than last year. Okay, again, you're allowed to have those. I'm not. My job is to be fair, to look at film, to talk to people, to find out, to go deeper. You're not going to have a good defense. I don't care who you are when you got a two-to-one advantage with the opponent having the ball. And the Bills' offense are, is better than the Raiders. So I, I think the Raiders' offense has got to be creative to eat the clock. And I know part of that is why Josh doesn't, you know, what if you throw and, you, and, and you, the ball is incomplete, you stop a clock. I get all of that. But he's the one paid millions of dollars to be creative. I think he will be. But until he shows it, we've got to be fair and say they've got to be more creative. So, again, more plays is critical. Um, 
uh, one of the advantage going into this Pittsburgh game is that they played Pittsburgh last year late in the year. And the Raiders on that game day, now the weather dictated a lot, but they had a good game plan. There was just some really poor execution, and they've moved on from some of those players. So there's no sense rehashing it. But I do think there is a familiarity in this game. And I it's one of the things that I gave reasons why I think the Raiders are going to win. But I think that's important to remember going back to last year. Um, another thing that you're going to see the Raiders do this week is you see team isolating Max Crosby, putting two or three guys up. They're going to isolate T.J. Watt. They're going to do some things with quick passes where maybe they don't have to isolate them to try to open up some lanes for the running game. But I expect that you'll see a lot of uh, Watt um, as teams do Max Crosby. Now, Pittsburgh is very aggressive, and they're physical and fast. That's who they are on defense. Not that way on offense, but that's who they are on defense. And one of the things that I would strongly encourage you to watch is when you play a team that's fast and physical and 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 is aggressive, screens can help. And so you got to get to the edge because there's going to be so much speed and so much aggression. But there's a lot here that the Raiders can do. They have an offense and a scheme that can beat Pittsburgh. But to get out on that edge, I think you're going to need to see some Trey Tucker. Um, you're going to have to see more Hunter. But again, if you can get Josh Jacobs past that first line of attack, then you can get him in some space. So I, I again, I've said all week, Josh McDaniels has to be more creative. I've said all week, this is the biggest game of the Josh McDaniels regime. Doesn't mean if he wins it, he's going to he's going to get an extension or lose it, he's going to lose his job. I'm not saying that, but it still is huge because good teams find a way to beat teams when they're not playing well, which they did week one in Denver. One of the other keys to becoming a winning franchise is you win the games you're supposed to. And this is a game that they're supposed to win. Now, moving along on defensively, it's imperative that the Raiders get a fast start. They've got to get a fast start. They, they, they cannot continue to start slow. They're going to have to pop somebody in the face, get a fast start, get a turnover. I mean, they did this all preseason. Now it's got to manifest. They need a fast start on Sunday night. Um, another thing that has helped the Raiders this week is Robert Spillane. Now, Robert has a ton of respect by his teammates because he's a big preparer, but he's helping guys on what he saw going against that offense every week. He's been, and again, he knew the Raiders last year because he played against them late. He knows the Steelers. I, I think Robert Spillane, um, and again, hearing this from people, is going to have a big impact this week. Um, another one that I thought was interesting, Tyree misses 80% of training camp, mini camp, and OTAs. Okay. And he wasn't anticipated to be playing this much. Now, I want to say this because I said something the other day, and I think it shocked some people, but I need to add more substance to it, more clarification to it. I don't have 
major expectations of rookies. Okay, so I'm not looking for Tyree to be the sack champ of the NFL. I'm not looking for him to be an all-pro. But when you're seventh overall in a first-round pick, I do expect you to be a starter at some point and to produce like a starter. So when I say I have no expectations, it's no ancillary expectations. Let me give you an example. Dylan Parham was a great draft pick last year. He played all 17 games as a, as a third-round pick and played well. And played well. Okay? So a third-round pick, he overperformed my expectation for a third-round guy. A third-round guy you hope can be a sub and maybe eventually at the end of the year work his way into a starter. He started day one. So he overachieved. But I don't have those expectations on rookies of overachievement. I don't care if you're a seventh-round pick. If you're on the team in year three, I expect overachievement from where you were picked. If you're going to be on the roster you get, and you're going to be on that long, you got to overachieve. And so I expect Tyree Wilson, even though everyone knew he was raw when he was drafted, and I, we talked about it ad nauseum, I expect him to be, and if you're going to be a starter, to make starter production. You're not a spectator. You are a participator. Now, I think people have overreacted with he's a bust, he's Cleve Farrell 2.0. All of that is just, okay, you may get lucky and he may end up being that, but it doesn't mean your take was smart. It just means you guessed right. I don't think it's any way you can say that. And talking to people around the league, nobody even feels that way. It's way too early. He's too raw. He's got too much talent. But they they thought, okay, we're going to have Chandler, Max, Malcolm. We're going to work our way in there. Didn't work out. And but you've got we got to see more. And so for me, I'm I, I'm going to be looking for more after game five. I mean, going into game five, going to give him some chances here. But you you got to start seeing some flashes somewhere. I mean, we saw one in Dallas when he grabbed that guy and drove him past the quarterback, which was oh man, I'm whoops, past the quarterback. But you got to see some of that. He's got to make his presence known. Listen, you don't have to be Max Crosby, Tyree. Nobody, nobody realistically expects that. And anyone that does, you can ignore them because they're not realistic. But there's got to be more. Um, next, we're going to talk about yak, yards after the catch. The Raiders are going to have to attack space. The Josh McDaniels system is predicated on getting guys the ball, and letting them create yak space. We have not seen a lot of that. We saw some in Denver. We saw some early in Buffalo. We go back and look at that. Devontae Adams made a great catch in the touchdown. Those, those are all those type of plays. But they're going to have to do more of that. I know it's being worked on. I know that for a fact. And so someone said to me, boy, you really called Josh out. No, he didn't. Josh knows that the offense cannot go like that. He knows that. That there's no secret. Anybody that knows football knows. It's like calling some. It's like saying, Hondo, you need to lose weight. Factual. That's not somebody being rude. It's factual. And uh, but they're gonna have to, and I know this week in practice, they're spending a lot of time working on yak and space. Here's another one. 
Um, I, I hope you hear my heart because without the fans, I don't have a job. Let's just make that real clear. I don't have a job without you guys. You guys are amazing. And I will never get on this podcast or in writing or on whatever and, and be critical of you. But I think there are a lot of loud voices. I do not think it's the majority screaming about Tyree being terrible and a bust who said the same thing about Colton freaking Miller. Now, there's a lot of reasons why Tyree isn't who a lot of people want him to be. Missed 80% of camp, missed mini camps, missed OTAs. All that's fair. Coming off an injury, fair. People knew he was raw, fair. You didn't expect him to be starting, fair. Should he be doing more than what he is doing? Yes, fair. Your job is to be fair. But I want to remind you, you know, a lot of voices telling you Tyree's a failure. And boy, those same people look really stupid for comments they made about Colton Miller. So before you just run off and run with the hot take, you know, I would suggest that you also tap the brakes a little bit. I know you're frustrated, Raider Nation. It's been 20 years since you've been relevant. I know you're frustrated, Raider Nation. Your, your, your franchise sells you just win, baby, and they're not. And when they do, they fire the coach. I get all that. I don't blame you for being frustrated. Just sometimes I think the frustration gets overplayed or gets played by people who know you'll click, 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 click. I had a person say to me yesterday, man, why do you go right down the middle? Do you know how many more clicks you'd have if you just tell the truth and Josh shocks and everybody's bad? Well, but that's not factual. If you have to get clicks being unfactual, I have no desire to do it because I'm here for the long run with you. 20 years from now, I want to have built a reputation with you, Raider Nation, that, hey, we know we tune into Hondo. We may not always like it, but he's given a solid analysis. Okay. Has Tyree done what he should have done? No. But he certainly hasn't performed at the level some of the expectations are, which are unfair, some of them. And he certainly, to call him a bust, I would just remind you about Colton Miller. Now, moving along. Uh, I have said this a long time. I'm going to get my glasses on because I'm going to read for you some of the GM uh, executive comments. I have said this a long time that um, when Devontae's in single coverage, the Raiders have to take advantage of that. I don't care if it's fourth and one. I don't care if it's second and 50. If Devontae Adams is in single coverage, you have to take advantage of that every single time. He's too good. And nobody can stop him. And I think the Raiders missed some opportunities with that again now. And I don't mind calling Jimmy out. But when the Bills are showing double coverage on Devontae, so you look over and say, okay, I'm going over here, and the ball snaps and the guy blitzes, this is where maybe there's too much pressure on him to deliver the ball too quick, where you say, hey, take that extra half a second, watch how the play develops. Just saying. I don't know the answer to that, but I am saying there's some creativity being worked on in Henderson this week. 
Now, I want to read some comments on scouting reports. So I'm not even going to give you close to all of them. I'm not even going to give you the juicy ones. You're going to have to go read the article for those. But uh, I talked to some NFL executives, team executives, and asked them. First question was on the Raiders offense. Here's part of the executive one's answer. You can't have Hunter Renfro not involved. You just can't. Josh has an entire system on getting rid of the ball quick. And with teams moving so many guys up to make it clear, Josh Jacobs won't beat them. Jimmy is making his reads. And under duress, he, like most quarterbacks, doesn't make great decisions. Now, the person wasn't saying Jimmy's making a bad bunch of bad decisions. He said, but when he is under duress, he does, like most quarterbacks. That's fair. Now, that's not even half of that executive one's comments on offense. So you're going to have to go read the article. Here's the other one. Executive two said, on, on, this is on the Raiders offense. No one, that includes us, is going to let Raider, the Raiders just run, and he's talking about Josh, Jacobs up our blank, rectum. And he didn't say rectum. What sticks out to me is that the scheme hasn't been bad. It's been different guys making mistakes. Offensive linemen missing on blocks or not holding them. And Jimmy, when he has times, makes when he when he has time, has made some bad reads. It happened against Buffalo. Then he goes on, and that's about half of his comments on the offense. Okay. Now let's talk about Raiders defense. Ex executive number two said, I am sorry. Okay, I don't want to read that because that's uh, one of his um, juicy comments I'm going to save. He's being very critical of a move the Raiders front office made. Humongously critical. Have to read that in the article. That one's going to get you talking. Um, he puts Wilson, talking about Tyree, is a, is a machine, but we all knew he was raw coming out. I think he can be special. But Jesus Christ, the kid missed so much time and he doesn't and he doesn't have time. Raiders need something now. Uh, again, then he goes in and he's very, very critical about something. He says, I think new Mike, uh, talking about Robert Spillane and Epps, Marcus, the safety from Philly have been good and Max is a freak. But teams are not going to let Max spank your rectum. All day. You have to stop Max. Again, and again, this is a, he has a long, almost a whole nother page in notes on his thoughts. Okay. So that's talking about the Raiders defense. Now let's executive number two. I mean, number one, talking about the Raiders defense says the first rule in facing the Raiders defense is that you have to know where Max Crosby is at all times. The only reason some people don't give him respect, talking about people around the league, is because the teams he's on. Around the league, everyone respects him. Double him, triple him, look at the Bills game. Even hold him, but he still makes his presence known. I think the defense is better, but you can't sustain that way they play for the first 40 45% of the game without any help from the offense. And he goes on and he's very critical. Now let's talk about final thoughts on the Raiders because this Raider nation seems to be in panic. Executive one says, I think the Raiders fans take a lot of criticism, but let's be honest. They're passionate and they care. I can tell you there are a lot of teams that would trade fan bases. And he goes on and says some really, really good stuff. 
Executive number two says blank, talking about defecation. The Raiders fans have always been unhappy with anything other than a Super Bowl win. Their organization made them that way with just win baby. I do believe the Raiders are better, but you won on the road at a divisional rival. That is significantly better and got your rectum handed to you by a team that should be competing for a Super Bowl. Now, again, they went on and were super critical. And they call out one move that the Raiders made that is very germane. So make sure you're checking out the article to get that scouting report. I think you'll love it. I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much again. Please remember to subscribe, share it, tell your friends about it if you would, please. We're just trying to bring you the most unbiased um, Raider coverage that you can find. No agenda. Just tell you what we're hearing, what's going on, what are players thinking, coaches, what are executives around the league trying to keep you as best as informed as you can be. Again, big shout out to my family. They don't get a lot of time with me. So last night they, they started to and spent a lot of time on the phone. But I appreciate all of you. That's not a complaint, by the way. What a joy I have to serve you guys. So make sure you're subscribing, checking us out on Twitter, and we appreciate you. So from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, I am Hondo Carpenter, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Wish you nothing but the best. God bless you. Have a great day. Stay safe and stay cool. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa.